If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You want to know what the best email marketing service is for your small business? Well, I've got the team for you. EmailToolTester.com is the place to find reviews and tutorials of newsletter services like ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, GetResponse, and many more. Download their free comparison spreadsheet that will help you find the best email marketing service among many providers. Just Google Email Tool Tester Comparison Template to find it. Again, just Google it. Email Tool Tester Comparison Template to find it. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. LinkedIn presents. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. This week, I'm sharing four short interviews that were conducted at the recent Adobe Summit in Las Vegas, Nevada. During this summit, Adobe unveiled a number of new products and features like the Adobe Firefly, which is a commercial-friendly generative AI offering, and many other things. I hope you enjoy these short conversations with Bridget Esposito, Vice President and Group Creative Director at Prudential Financial, Ryan Fleisch, Head of Product Marketing, Real-Time CDP and Audience Manager at Adobe, Laura Krug, CMO at Kansas City Chiefs, and Vincent Washington, VP of CXM Best Practices Group at Sprinkler. Well, Ryan, would you introduce yourself? 
Hey, Alan. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Ryan Fleisch. I lead product marketing for Adobe Real-Time CDP. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about Adobe Real-Time CDP. My audience, some of them are very technical, but many are not. And CDP is something that gets thrown around a lot in the vernacular of marketing and MarTech world, but I'm not sure how well understood it is. And so I'd love you just to give us a little 101 on CDP, and then we can talk about what is real-time CDP. Yeah, it's a good place to start. So customer data platforms, uh, and particularly Adobe's real-time CDP, intend to serve as a place to be able to collect, manage, activate customer data, all underpinned by a layer of governance. So we want to ensure that as brands are thinking about a first-party data strategy, and now we'll talk about this in a second, second and third-party data coming into the CDP fold as well, what that means for the future of uh, their use cases that involve any type of customer data. I love it. And so then how do you define real-time CDP? So we define real-time as three critical components. I feel like the word real-time gets thrown around all the time, right? You can't look left or right without seeing real-time. To Adobe, this means the ability to collect data in real-time, manage it, process it in real time for an understanding of what that customer intent might be, what that data means, and also activate that in real time. Right. And while I know it might just sound like a buzzword, this has been part of our strategy since day one. And it's not just a, a name we throw in there, right? We've built a globally distributed network of servers to be able to handle data on the edge and be able to use it in milliseconds. So it's, uh, we're very passionate about it here. That's awesome. And I know you've made some recent announcements as it relates to the real-time CDP platform. What are some of the new things that are available? Yeah, so the first one I kind of alluded to a second ago, and that's the expansion of data types that can be handled in real-time CDP. I'll give you a little context to why this is so important though. Brands have used primarily data management platforms or DMPs for years and many continue to to primarily work off of third-party cookies. And as um, you know, our listeners might know here, that <laughs> those, those are have going been, away. Those are going away. And, and I think yeah. a key thing to remember is that they already have gone away in many environments. Right. We talk about this cookie-less future as if it's this sort of Damocles that we're waiting to, to drop, when in reality, our research shows that almost 50% of where marketing spend or where your customers might be are in cookie-less environments today. Places like Safari, Firefox, Apple iOS. So as brands think about some critical questions of how am I going to go find and acquire new customers, they've been searching for answers, what the next technology to do that is. And we're really excited this week to announce that um, we have a new open framework to allow us to work with data providers, data partners uh, like Epsilon, Merkel, Experian, and others that brands might want to work with. Mm. This allows third-party data that has consent that's not cookie-based to be able to come into our platform in a privacy safe way, get labeled a certain way and only used a certain way, depending how brands want to, to use that. So it's a, a quote unquote safe room, if you will, <laughs> uh, for data, for your first party data, and then maybe this data that's going to enrich the profiles that you're creating from customers. It is, and it's, it's slightly different because oftentimes when you think safe rooms, you're thinking of all of the personally identifiable information is obfuscated. Right, right? that's true. Yeah. And so with this, depending on the data provider you're working with, uh, you might actually have you know, attributes, other data types that right, could be actually be appended to a profile and use. So it's, it's really exciting to not just know what you know about your customer. We've heard of a 360 view of a customer for years. To me, this takes us into a world of having a 3D view of your customer because it's no longer what you as a brand know about them. It's also what might other partners know about this customer as well. That gives you a better understanding for, uh, for how that customer wants to be engaged with. Love that. 
If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I love it. And so as you think about, I mean, as I'm thinking about how you action this data, one, it's real time. So it's fast. It's available when you need it to take advantage of it to deliver a better customer experience. That kind of makes logical sense. But is it am I missing anything in the like in the value prop, if you will, of how how this can be delivered? So we have activation virtually anywhere. We have a really robust catalog of pre-built destinations you might want to send audiences to. And then in fact, that catalog just got bigger this week. We announced TikTok, Amazon ads, and mm-hmm. LiveRamp as new partners. And I think LiveRamp is worth mentioning, right? It's, it's exciting that they have a number of endpoints, right? Including connected television, audio, places that consumers are spending a lot of time. And this gives increased reach for your audiences to find them and engage with them in those environments. So the activation piece is, is there, right? And we have hundreds of partners as well as an open framework to build your own destinations. But I think before you get to that point, being able to really understand who should I be activating and how do they want to be engaged with is is paramount. So one of the other announcements we had this week is around use case playbooks. Mm. Simply put, what this is, is with all the hype around CDPs, I think some brands maybe have gotten to a good place of managing their first party data, but are left asking, what do I actually do with this? What campaigns should I be setting up? And use case playbooks is now a way that directly within our product, you can have guided workflows based on your business objectives to say, if I want to re-engage with customers, I can simply select a tile that says abandoned cart, for instance, and I could get a guided workflow of what data would be recommended to go into that, what that audience should look like, what that journey should look like. So this is a huge unlock for brands actually being able to get faster time to value and have value realization. I feel like it's almost creating the journey for me. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> On the generative AI front, that's that's exactly where we're headed. Okay. Generative audiences, generative yeah. journeys, right? This is thousands of data points at people's fingertips that no human could possibly figure out every correlation between thousands of data points, right? But if we could help marketers understand and recognize missed opportunities through surfacing saying, here's an audience we would recommend that's ripe for one of your objectives. That's the future of generative AI and, and Adobe Sensei Gen AI in particular. Yeah. I mean, we hear, we hear about it all in the press in terms of like, you know, chat GPT and like just the text or the visual components of it. But I haven't thought about it being applied in workflows and recommendation engine, if you will, for how we can better use the data that we have. That's amazing. Yeah. We're excited about it. <laughs> well, how... This may be a, a softball question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So if listeners out there, they've been living in this DMP world, they're now focused on collecting their own first party data and starting to build a CDP or they want a CDP to put in place. What would you 
advise them on? Like, what should they be thinking about when they're selecting their CDP? The first, I think, is having a strategy laid out for what you want to do with your first party data and where you might still need second and third party data coming in. So having that strategy laid out helps with the value realization of a CDP. When you think about selecting a CDP, to us, it should really provide a couple things. It should serve as an experience layer to existing infrastructure you might have, most brands using some type of you know, cloud data warehouse or other data storage system. We want to augment that with a layer that provides the right data for you at the fingertips of your different teams and usable within milliseconds. That's where the real-time nature comes into our name, right? And then there's the robustness of where can you activate that data and uh, how accessible is that? And I mentioned before, of course, we have all the destinations that we just went through, but the natively connected foundation of Adobe Experience Platform is a huge, huge differentiator for us and one that uh, we firmly stand behind is, is a, a need for brands. Because with the way that data is evolving, customer touch points are evolving, it's not sustainable to keep building one-to-one -one integrations between a growing number of systems. If we can take that integration work out for customers and just give them a foundation of the same profile, and same shared services they can use in new ways, I mean, that allows brands to innovate faster than ever and get value faster than ever. Right. That's amazing. Well, reflecting, we're at Adobe Summit, so that's why we're talking. What's one key insight that you've taken away from the Adobe Summit so far? One of the most exciting things for me was seeing our CEO, our head of digital experience, our head of creative cloud standing on stage together presenting. This is a moment that we have been ready for, excited about, and the market is there. We've been preaching a message of, hey, this is content plus data for years. We've seen a huge uptick in that as a trend this year with customers I think feeling ready as an enterprise to collaborate in that way between content creators and people using that content in a way that we just had never seen to this level before. So to me, the big takeaway of seeing a room of 10,000 people and these three leaders standing on stage talking together about the joint benefits of these announcements was really, really exciting. Yeah, no, it was pretty impressive too. And I mean, Adobe's steeped in history of creative tools, right? And the fact that, I mean, you've, I mean, over the last years I've been coming to Adobe Summit for a while, the push into data and MarTech and all the tech and data that enables us to deliver more creative experiences has been pretty impressive. And I, I was really impressed as well, talking about generative AI, the Firefly beta release. And it was pretty cool. And in particular, from a commercial standpoint, because it's been trained on a commercial friendly source material, if you will, which really opens a floodgate of potential use cases in my mind, because otherwise you're kind of held in this like, am I going to get sued for using this AI tool? And as a company, you just have to think about that kind of thing. I, so. know, I, I love the approach we're taking with allowing do not train tags for content creators and making sure that they're at the forefront of the strategy. Right. No, that's cool. Well, uh, what's on a personal level, what, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Good question. I'll have to go with a, a quote my dad would always say when I was growing up. He said, the, the day you stop learning is the day your career becomes nothing more than a job. That's always stuck with me. And I think that's you know, kept me intellectually curious of uh, looking at this market, looking at you know, yeah. other flavors of life here and just uh, constantly wanting to, to learn. So that's really stuck with me. I like how he put it. I, I heard something similar in my life, uh, a CEO of a, a Golden Corral, which is a restaurant chain. 
the older CEO, he's not longer there anymore, mm-hmm. but he used to describe if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which really was a sharp edge on, yeah. on what you just described. So, well, what's one thing that you're trying to learn more about or you think marketers need to be learning more about? I think generative AI is a good place to to focus right now. And I, I think looking beyond just the immediate use cases, obviously a lot of buzz around chat GPT. We're excited about, you know, new dynamic chat we've announced this week. All of that's extremely exciting. But I think with some of the stuff we talked about, where if you look one step further of what could this mean for the future of marketing workflows, journeys, like this is a tectonic shift we just haven't seen as an industry. So back to my dad's quote there, I'm certainly looking to, to learn more about this space myself. And, and uh, it's exciting and emerging. Love it. Well, last question, maybe a little bit fun and maybe screwy question to ask, but one thing you love or one thing you hate, or you can do one of each if you want. Oh, good question. Uh, let me give a nerdy answer. Uh, chess. I, I grew up playing playing chess all over uh, Texas at different tournaments, and uh, that stuck with me into my adult life. Um, so I'll still love, and I'm, I'm based in Manhattan, so I'll still love the swing by Union Square, any of those places yeah. where people have the board set up and play a quick game on way home from work. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, well, Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with post-production support from Sam Robertson. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com. Tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love hearing from listeners. You can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes and links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection, to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month, or year and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation a chance meeting in the gym, or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started.